This week on Talking Central Arizona Sports, local boys basketball teams switch focus to the conference playoffs after falling in the open state playoffs. Hello everyone, my name is Torrance Thunham and welcome to a weekly podcast catching you up on the latest with Central Arizona sports teams. Part of Talking Glass Media's Cast 11 podcast network, the show features game previews and recaps along with interviews with coaches and players and much more. The show starts with Bradshaw Mountain Boys Basketball, who fell in the opening round of the Open State Playoffs at home to St. Mary's on Wednesday 60-56. Their season is not over, however, as the Bears now move to the regular 4A conference playoffs after participating in the inaugural event that featured the top 32 teams in the state. They will see a familiar opponent in round one as region folk Coconino is back at Bradshaw Mountain High School on Thursday at 7 p.m. The Bears are 2-0 against Coconino so far this season, beating the Panthers 49-40 on January 12th and 54-50 on January 30th. The Panthers this season are 11-7 overall and 8-4 in the region, good for third place, and ended the season as the number 16 ranked team in the 4A. Joining the show to continue talking Bradshaw Mountain Boys basketball is head coach Kane Atkinson. Kane, how are you? Thanks again for joining the show. I'm good, Torrance. How are you? Thanks again for having me. I'm doing great. So a heartbreaking 60-56 loss in the opening round of the state championship last week. What were your thoughts on that one? Uh, you know, I thought we played very well. You know, I thought that we came out, we executed the game plan and, and I thought the kids played hard and, and, you know, not much to say other than I'm very proud of them. And, you know, with a a tie game with about three minutes left, um, we just weren't able to, you know, do the things necessary for us to come away with the win. But overall, I feel like it was one of our better games of the season. So obviously the difference this year is that now you guys move into the 4A Conference State Playoffs. But before we get to that, uh, what did you think of the inaugural Open State Championship? Uh, I love it. You know, I think it's a great opportunity for, you know, our kids, for all the kids, for all the teams. And and I just, I really love the the opportunity to play against the best teams in the state. You know, and I really love the fact that you're, you know, you're pretty much given two rounds or two games that, you know, if you do end up losing, you can come back to, you know, the 4A or whatever conference that you're in. And, you know, I I don't have enough good things to say about the Open Tournament. I really enjoy it. And I think going forward, I think that it's a great opportunity. So going a little bit farther on that, um, uh, obviously moving on to the 4A uh, state championship uh, this week. Are there some things that can be learned from that game in the Open Championship that uh, you think might help you in the uh, conference championships? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think for us, just playing a team like St. Mary's, where um, I have heard that, you know, a prediction for them is for them to make the Final Four in the Open and for us to be able to compete with them. And and quite honestly, I felt like we had a great opportunity to win. So I think that it just really gives us a lot of confidence knowing that uh, we can play with the best teams in the state. So we're really looking forward to coming down to to compete for a 4A state championship. Switching over to that uh, 4A state championship, uh, first step is taking on region foe Coconino on Thursday at home. What are you looking forward to with that one? And is there a bit of an advantage having beat them twice in the last month? Oh, um, I don't know if it's, if, if it's a, an advantage. Um, I think that beating a, a team, 
Um, not necessarily just beating a team, but I think Coconino is a very talented, very well-coached team. Um, so I think it's going to be very difficult. It's definitely hard to beat a team for three um, three times in a season. But I also think that it's, you know, again, just going back to the St. Mary's game, just the way that we performed, uh, the way that we competed with a program like St. Mary's, I think that it gives us, you know, a lot of confidence. And and quite honestly, I think that the, the, the first couple of times that we played Coconino, I don't think that we played our best basketball. So, um, you know, looking forward to the opportunity. So uh, once again, that game is Thursday at 7 p.m. at Bradshaw Mountain High School. Another uh, home playoff game for uh, the Bears to get out there and see uh, some playoff basketball with the Bradshaw Bears if you missed last week's game. Uh, Kane, thanks for joining the show and look forward to talking with you again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me as always. Thank you. We'll recap the Prescott Boys basketball round one loss in the opening state playoffs and look ahead to who they'll be facing in the 4A conference playoffs as head coach Travis Stedman joins the show. But first, winter is here. Can your heater handle it? Yavapai Plumbing and Heating will keep your home warm and toasty all winter long. Go to ypeinc.com to schedule your service. That's ypeinc.com. Welcome back to Talking Central Arizona Sports. Thanks for giving this podcast a listen. Prescott High School boys basketball after losing to Sunny Slope on the road 63-38 in the first round of the Open State Playoffs is also looking now to the 4A Conference Playoffs as they host South Point Catholic at 7 p.m. on Thursday. South Point Catholic of the 4A Kino region went 10-8 overall in the regular season and 5-3 in the region, finishing in third place. They ended the regular season ranked as the number 14 team in the conference. They beat Eastmark 62-59 in the 4A Conference Playoffs play-in game last week. Prescott and South Point Catholic have not seen each other this year. Joining the show to continue talking Prescott High School boys basketball is head coach Travis Stedman. Travis, thanks again for joining the show. How are you? Hey, Torrance. Thanks for the invite. I, uh, I appreciate it. I'm good. So I lost to Sunny Slope in the opening round of the Open State Championship last week. What were your thoughts on that one? Uh, you know, Sunny Slope's pretty good. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, we came away thinking that was the, uh, the case. We kind of knew that going in. Um, but uh, they're going to go a long ways in that open tournament. They, uh, they beat uh, their next opponent, and uh, I think they meet St. Mary's. So I'd imagine they're going to keep rolling. So. So, uh, you, you know, a bit of a consolation for losing in the Open State Championship, uh, Open State Playoffs, rather, is that uh, you get to go back to the 4A Conference and try to win the 4A Conference. But before we talk about that game, what did you think of the inaugural Open State Championship? I think it's awesome. I mean, it uh, it pits the best teams against each other, and I mean, it's uh, it's well laid out, it's well placed, and uh, I think they I think they did a good job. I think they got it right. I, I know it's it's kind of impossible to keep everybody happy, and you know it doesn't matter what you do. I think somebody will complain about something, or somebody wants something different or changed. And but to be honest, it uh, I think they got it right. They got the right 32 teams in there, and 
you know, it, uh, it, it, it was competitive all the way across. And so it's going to continue being that way. And I think, uh, I think it's going to be a success when it's all said and done. So you mentioned uh, Sonny Slope's level of skill. Are there some things learned from that game that you think could be used uh, to help you guys go far in the 4A conference playoffs? Oh, yeah, for sure. Anytime you play a team of that quality, they're going to find a way to expose some stuff from you that uh, that you're going to have to kind of iron out and, and fix. And that's exactly what happened. And, you know, we were able to uh, to glean some stuff from the film. And, you know, once we took a, took a step back and were able to kind of break it down, it, uh, you know, it showed some stuff that we need to work on. And, and it showed some good stuff, too. It, you know, so we built a little confidence moving out of there. That's for sure. So uh, switching over to the opening round of the 4A Conference playoffs, you guys get a home game against South Point Catholic on Thursday. What are you looking forward to with that game, and is there a bit of a boost playing in front of the home crowd? You know, I think I'm really looking forward to the fact that we get to play at home. I mean, you know, when you get everybody, somebody in that dome, like the first thing they do is kind of look around and have to take it all in because it's, you know, it's pretty big and it's pretty grand and, you know, it's a cool joint. And for the most part, for the most part, you know, most high school kids haven't been able to experience that. And so we're kind of lucky and, and blessed in that sense that that is our home court. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the fact that we get a home game out of it. Um, you know, I'm also looking forward to the fact that we get to compete again. I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's been a, it's going to be about a week before we get to, you know, our next game. And so, you know, we get the opportunity to get back out there and play some hoops, which is always great. So uh, South Point Catholic, you guys didn't play them this year during uh, Freedom Play. How does that affect preparation, having a round one matchup against somebody you haven't seen this year? Uh, it doesn't really change a whole lot. You know, for the most part, it's the it's the time in between games. Because, you know, once you get into the grind of region play and you get two or three games a week, sometimes four, depending on reschedules and stuff, you don't really get a chance to individually break down each team and individually prep. And so, you know, when you play a team you haven't played before, but you get a week to prayer or prepare, like it's it's kind of a good thing, you know. And there's plenty of film on on everybody and it uh you know it's an it's a good thing and honestly they're a really good program they've had a lot of success in the past and you know i, I can't remember the last time they came to prescott and i'm sure it's been a really really long time but uh it uh yeah, it's, a, it's a good challenge for us for sure once again that game is thursday at 7 p.m at prescott high school uh go out to the dome and experience that uh, awesome playoff experience travis thanks for joining the show and look forward to having you uh, on again Hey, Torrance, I appreciate it. It was a good time. Thank you. It's time to whip around Central Arizona sports teams and get you caught up on previous results and what's to come this week. Starting off with Bradshaw Mountain, the Bears boys soccer team after going 11-0-1 in the regular season and winning the 4A Grand Canyon region, begins the conference playoffs with a round one matchup against Deer Valley at home on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Bradshaw enters as the 6th seed, while Deer Valley is the 11th seed. Deer Valley went 9-2-1 overall with a 3-1-1 record in the 4A West Valley region, good for second place. A win would match Bradshaw up against the 3-seed Barry Goldwater on the road or a home match against the 14-seed Amphitheater. Either scenario would be Saturday at 2 p.m. The girls' basketball team, meanwhile, ended the season last week with a 51-30 defeat to Post and Butte in the 4A Conference playoffs play-in game. The team went 8-10 overall and 7-5 in the region. The Prescott High School girls' soccer team begins the conference playoffs against Estrella Foothills at home on Thursday at 4 p.m. The number 8 seed Badgers went 8-4 overall and 3-3 in the region. The number 9 seeded Estrella Foothills went 10-2 overall 
and 5-0 in the region to capture a 4A West Valley Region Championship. The two teams played just over a week ago at Prescott High School with Estrella Foothills taking that game 1-0. A win for the Badgers would result in a home game against the number 16 seed Mesquite or a road game against number 1 seed Walden Grove. Either scenario would take place on Saturday at 2 p.m. The Chino Valley Cougars boys and girls basketball teams each finished the season last week with losses to Camp Verde and Scottsdale Christian. They each struggled to a 1-18 overall record. Over to Collegiate Sports now, starting off with the Yavapai College Rough Riders women's basketball team as they beat number 22 ranked Cochise 73-66 but lost Scottsdale 73-61 both at home. In the loss on Saturday, Keisha Anderson led the team with 21 points at 8-15 overall and 5-12 in the conference. Next up are road games this week against number 8 ranked Mesa on Wednesday and South Mountain on Saturday. The men's basketball team lost both their games last week, 84-60 number 13 ranked Coach Cheese and 90-78 to number 11 ranked Scottsdale. In the loss to Scottsdale on Saturday, Evan Joyner led the team with 26 points at 7-18 overall and 4-13 in the conference. The Rough Riders have road games this week against Mesa on Wednesday and South Mountain on Saturday. The softball team is struggling to start, losing their first four, including a doubleheader against Mesa on Saturday in the second game of the doubleheader against Mesa, a 12-9 loss. Shortstop Terry O went 3-4 with two RBIs. The Rough Riders look to get in the win column with road doubleheaders this week against Paradise Valley on Tuesday and Arizona Western on Saturday. The baseball team swept their doubleheader against Scottsdale Postgrad on Saturday 10-0 and 8-2. In the second game of the doubleheader, Ethan Thomas went 2-4 for four with two RBIs and scored two runs. At 3-3 three and three overall, they have road doubleheaders this week against Pima on Tuesday and number 13 Cochise on Saturday. Ending the whip around with the Embry-Riddle Eagles, the men's basketball team went 1-1 one one last week with a 86-79 road win against Park Gilbert, but a 71-59 loss to Benedictine Mesa at home on Sunday. In the loss on Sunday, Connor Verdugo led the team with 16 points. And 9-16 overall and 7-11 in the conference, the team has road games against Westcliff on Thursday and St. Catherine on Friday. The women's basketball team also went 1-1 but flip-flopped with the men's team, losing to Park Gilbert on the road 69-65 but beating Benedictine Mesa 67-44 at home. In the win on Sunday, Megan Strickler led the team with 12 points at 16-10 overall and 12-6 in the conference play. They have road games against Westcliff on Thursday and St. Catherine on Friday. The Eagles baseball team had a tough time against Hope International, dropping all four games over the weekend. At 3-10 overall, they don't play again until February 21st on the road against Arizona Christian. The softball team, meanwhile, went 2-2 with losses to OUAZ, but wins against Arizona Christian. In the second game of the doubleheader against Arizona Christian, a 9-6 win, Kate Delaney, Lily Anderson, and Leah Salas each had two RBIs. At 5-5 overall, they also get a bit of a break and don't play again until February 25th on the road against Arizona Christian again. As I do every week, I'll end the show by giving my thoughts on some state sports and what a week it was for state sports. The Suns answered what I and others have been asking for, making a big splash. And it wasn't just a splash. It was a cannonball that caused waves across the NBA with the acquisition of Kevin Durant one of the best players to ever pick up a basketball. He's a Phoenix Sun. It cost a heavy price with the loss of Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, and multiple first-round picks. But it was a win-now move, and something that hasn't been seen in a long, long time from any Valley sports team. 
Along with that craziness in the late hours of Wednesday, Arizona hosted the WM Phoenix Open, and of course, the Super Bowl, which was another classic, adding to their memorable catch and the goal line interception of past games. A basketball team that's pushing all their chips to the center of the table looking for another finals appearance, and hopefully their first win in franchise history, to go along with the start of spring training and the upcoming World Baseball Classic has the Valley Sports World buzzing. It's a fun time to be a fan of sports in Arizona. I'm Torrance Dunham, and this has been Talking Central Arizona Sports, part of Talking Glass Media's Cast 11 Podcast Network. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here next Tuesday.